0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the guests and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of Wisdom from North or any entities they may represent. Now please enjoy the episode. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also,
0: you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Leon, how are you?
0: Oh,
3: I'm, I'm fine. I, I can't find any reason not to be, so. It's a beautiful place here and I've interviewed
2: you before in Norwegian, Uh, it was actually three years ago I think, and I wanted to speak to you again and do this interview in English as well because you have an extraordinary story. And let's go back all the way back to when you were, you know, this immensely popular stand-up comedian uh, man who were working and working and you felt that the pressure was too big, Mm. so you started
3: drinking yeah it's it kind of it started out you know uh, in Norway at that time no one had ever been alone on stage um, so it was like since since I was the first doing that it was like the the, the main thing on the news that day you know on the, yeah, on all the TV channels and the newspapers had front pages because it was like a sensation that this one man is on stage alone and it works. Um, and I had been doing this for like three weeks or so, so so I felt like uh, you know at a very beginner level, and suddenly I was uh, I was main news and then. And shortly after that, I was named the funniest person in Norway. Mm. So this this guy who was at the beginning of trying out something, suddenly suddenly I had to live up to you know it, it, it's like suddenly I was kind of competing with all the heroes from when I grew up, you know, mm. and I was supposed to be funnier than them and. And that—that's—I that, found that to be quite impossible, you know. To one thing is to try to be the funniest person, you know. Uh, another thing is to feel like it. So uh, there was this thing that I tried to be, that I never, n- never could experience myself being, you know
2: and i'm just thinking you know that you were the first one going on stage and making this show probably out of you know your own creativity came from you and all of a sudden uh, the society gives you know um a mark you know you're that mm. you're funny so then oh i'm that then i have to be that you know i can imagine that all of a sudden you kind of lost that freedom
3: yeah oh yeah it, it was you know this this beginner suddenly i had like <clears throat> maybe sometimes like twenty performances in a week, like mm. really crazy stuff, uh you know, with helicopters from there to there and bra blah, blah to get through the day and it was it was about delivering this this much of me, you know and so so what I had to do to be able to be this funny guy all the time was to put like 98% of who I really am on hold while I was doing this. Mm. And uh, and when it you know when it turned out to be like the, the first show that I put up it was supposed to run for four nights. It ran for 189 and I was like, I, I remember around the fiftieth, I was like, is this going to be my life forever now? Is it like do I have to do this? I I start feeling trapped in it because to me being funny is something that you know it it kind of it shows up by itself. You know, it's it's kind of the situation that calls for it, and suddenly I had to create that situation all the time. Um, and the feeling, you know, the emotional side of this was the other ninety-nine percent of me saying, uh, "Can can I please be now? No, not right now. I just have to be funny first, and then." Uh, it went on for like 10 years or so mm. finally first and then second nothing because i didn't have time for anything else um so i couldn't i couldn't manage my emotions my emotions were like growing and growing and telling me that you have to do something else now you have to take a break travel do whatever get out of this and but I thought that you know being the funniest man in norway that that smells success, doesn't it? And isn't that supposed to be what I'm looking for? Isn't that supposed to be good? yeah, feel good yeah, yeah. and everyone was like everyone I met, you know, like old friends and everything, they talked to me as if I had achieved something you made it, yeah. I made it, and I hadn't even started yet, but then in
2: uh you started drinking, and also you felt this pressure, and then you just met or you ended up in the hospital actually
3: yes it was like i was on in the north of Norway it was March the third two thousand and four uh, I had done a show and then. After the show, as usual, I went out drinking because I had come, come to the point where I couldn't sleep if I wasn't drunk. Uh, so that's what I had to do every night. And then I came back to the hotel room and I had this, what's the word, Im- immense pain in my stomach area, you know, the upper, upper stomach area. And I couldn't, I could barely breathe all night you know I tried everything like uh, having a pillow uh, squishing it and and I uh, of course I emptied like the you know the mini bar but it didn't work it just got worse and worse so i I didn't sleep a second that night and then in the morning when the arranger for this event the night before came to pick me up and drive me to the airport i I just had to tell him to to take me to the hospital, and then it was everything was going very quickly from there. It was I got into this uh, emergency room with the alarms going off and blinking lights and everything, and going into coma. I heard one of the nurses telling my brother on the phone that ion is dying and you heard that yeah i heard that um, and i even heard my brother at the other end of the phone who said but but didn't you just say you're standing by his bed you cannot say that and she said there's no way that he can hear me right now the the strange thing about that is that I remember being like um I, I I heard it and I instantly felt that I I'm not afraid. I'm dying and I'm not afraid. What what's going on? Why am I not afraid?
2: But were you in your body at that time, uh, so you were lying there, but you were conscious, and she thought you were unconscious?
3: Yes, so I think i I think I on the outside, I was unconscious, but um but my ears were fully operational. I couldn't move, I couldn't say anything i couldn't but i I heard everything you know i heard the moaning of a guy next to me i heard like everything every every single detail so so but but that's um that's a you know it's it's not very important kind of because what happened uh, after that is that i went into a coma and i woke up i i felt it was like a couple of days later in another hospital? And my brother was there. And he said um this was really close, you know. Twice they called me from the hospital saying Yun is dead. Uh, and my- they
2: said you were dead? Yes.
3: They they called him and said Yoon has died. Because first they you know they first called him and saying he's dying, so you have to come, mm. and he was on his way, and they called and said, "You're too late, he's dead,
2: but were you clinically dead, or were you in a coma? I'm confused
3: mm. you know, I was in a coma for five weeks, mm-hmm. and during the third week i I was pronounced dead twice. So it's like so it's like coma dead, coma dead, and then coma again. So um but for me it was like the only thing I could say when he said you know twice they called me and said you were dead um uh, was wow is that what it was was that dead? Oh, I really look forward to next time. Um, and it sounds like a crazy thing to say, but to me it was the only illogical thing to say, actually. Mm. From what I've experienced. Mm. So,
2: so let's talk about that experience. I mean, you experienced seeing the light and you were totally transformed after this like you never ha- your life hasn't been the same you look at reality in a different way can you explain us your experience
3: the first phase that i call it when i when i look back at it it was about me understanding that i was dying that i wasn't here anymore that i was going there kind of um, it, it's about surrendering um, and and the way it happened uh, for me was that I was still in the physical world just like this mm-hmm. um, and I was at this place that I know where you have the tram you know and the tram it ran straight over me uh, and I was like you I didn't feel any pain at all and I instantly just realized that if I think the my last thoughts before the tram hit backwards I can kind of take you know roll back the time and it, and that's what happened the tram went backwards until it before it hit me and I ran away and I thought wow I escaped I uh, and then standing there thinking I had escaped, I got this uh, knife in my back. Uh, again, this strange feeling that, wh- why doesn't this hurt, you know? If, so if, it was starting to get a little bit annoying. Mm-hmm. And I t- it turned back the time again and ran away. I got this uh, gun in my forehead, someone just came at the, what do you call it, the, the sidewalk. I was running down the sidewalk and this guy coming towards me suddenly pulls up a gun, puts it in my forehead and <laughs> And I was starting to get like, what, 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 what is going on here? Why, why are everybody just killing me here? And I turned back the time and I ran, I turned back the time, I ran. And then, it, you know, what it grew into was that I was like, i I was so annoyed by it that I thought I can't be bothered doing this anymore, you know, it's like um why why run away if if I'm supposed to be dead, I'd rather be dead then okay let me let me be dead but but you didn't have like that
2: conscious um transition out of the body, so you uh or were you suddenly in those scenarios,
3: you know it's like. I have like f- uh before and after this uh, so many experiences of being out of the body, like seeing a hospital from above, uh, seeing the room from above, looking at myself from the roof, you know, from under the ceiling. I mean. And uh, and also, you know, it's I saw my sister coming to visit with his new boyfriend that I hadn't seen. Mm. And then when I woke up like some some weeks later, I, I asked her, why, why did you come to visit me and then stay for like 30 seconds and having to go shopping? Why didn't you just do shopping before and then come? And she was like, how do you know this? I was looking at you from the ceiling, you know? Um, so, so many episodes that that w- was actually the way it happened yeah. but I you know so I saw my sister and this guy I didn't know and myself uh, but but the strange thing is that I didn't think it was weird at all um it was just the way things were you know
2: but I find myself wanting to know what comes first and what comes after but you know I'm realizing that that might be impossible because in a way for you it
3: was no time yeah uh, yeah, exactly. It's um, I said I I I when I woke up again, I felt like I had been out for like two days, mm. at the longest. But it was like five weeks. Mm. So so if you know, it's like time is a strange thing. Yeah, you know, it's time never happens, kind of. Mm um so so I was so caught up in what was happening, what was going on that it's like i didn't i didn't have time to notice time <laughs> 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 time hadn't anything to do with it kind of so but 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 what what I'm saying is that you know this out of the body experiences was was like before this to to d- dying to death's oh, okay and then after also okay you know so i to me it's like part of the coma thing um uh, mm. i'm i'm not sure so sure because it's it's really difficult for me to to you know know where was was uh, you know being on the ceiling seeing you yourself in the bed you don't know what's going on in the bed because that's not what you're seeing. do you see what i mean so if if that was my dead body there or what what it was i I wouldn't know, but at least when my sister is there visiting me, I just kind of connect the dots and and then obviously I wasn't dead dead at that time you know um and and also it's like the experience of coma and being dead are like so totally different, you know. It's like coma is like a total chaos. Oh, I'm very it, very afraid, I'm very scared.
2: Is that always the way it is? You think like when you're in a coma state that's, you know, this chaotic state but when you're having a near death or you're dying that's another type of experience?
3: Uh, to me it's very, very different because i um, as i'm getting to you know um the dying has has you know that that's what the four phases is really about is to to go further into the process without the fear so it kind of it that's that's kind of the process that it takes away the fear before you can die kind of
2: mm. Before you can fully transition anyway.
3: Yes, yes. Okay. And that's so. So this first phase is just like when I when I come to the point where I kind of I say or I think or whatever you call it that that I I I can't be bothered running away anymore, and uh, so. If I'm supposed to die, okay, let me die then. Mm. Then everything changed, you know, like the physical. It was it was like completely gone, like this gone. Mm. And I'm in like a like this vast uh, open space. Uh, I don't I don't know if what. What is like the surroundings, because I immediately get get very, very focused on, you know, in the first in the distance and then getting closer this this light that is like it's it kind of pulls me in, you know, it's like all my attention. And the feeling I get from from just looking at this light, it's like, it's like falling in love in a way that that I've never been able to you know it's like falling he- head over heels completely in love it's like I'm just floating Um yeah if I should guess the color I'm I just turn pink you mm-hmm. know uh, and it's like this strange sensation of being with my mom, even if it's not my mom, I've never been here before. But it's home. It's like all this. So it's like this light. It's it's not like a source of light. It's not like a light bulb. You, you know. It's it's like the rays of the light, or the or, or the you know the light itself becomes visible as as if we don't see the sun because we see all the light um all the rays from it you know instead um
2: did you feel like that, that this is god was that a thought
3: no mm. there, there there are no thoughts here because you know the the the, the, the experience is so, it's so total it's like filling everything so that there's no room for thought you know it's like it's it, so it's like let's say you're 6 years old you've been wanting this bicycle all your life and suddenly it's your birthday and oh, there it is it's it's nothing else exists for for, for do you see what i mean yeah. only a t- a thousand times bigger than that because it's like this feeling of 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 love that kind of it touches you it's not in a not in a like a um subtle way, but it's it's really working with you. It's almost like you feel that it's you're activated by that light. The light activates kind of something inside of me and then pulls me in and so so i'm like i'm I'm just completely at awe with this a wonderful feeling of everything being the same kind of because it's like when we fall in love here if it's it, it i often feel that i'm the only one here who is in love right now it's like something that goes on within me mm-hmm. but here it's like it is what is going on you know everything is made of this love so it's like being totally in love in a place that is totally in love. And mm. that's all there is. And then I, I I kind of get pulled into this light and suddenly I'm not outside of it looking at it. I'm I'm inside of it. And then I then s suddenly I get this oh, what did I oh what did I said yes to now then? Oh, it's so it's like this feeling oh it's so typical of me to just say okay yeah let me die then and but what did i say yes to i was like uh have i agreed to not exist anymore am i am i not existing but that means
2: that you were aware of yourself again in a way yeah, yeah it,
3: uh, and that's you know it's it's i can't explain I can't explain it. But what happened was that I I I was looking to see if I existed or if I am am I nothing now? So I just look at my look for my body and and thank God I uh oh I can see my body still.
2: How was the body? How did it feel like
3: was it different? Uh yeah definitely different. Yeah, because you know it's it, it's just a faint tiny half a second that is oh oh, I'm I'm still here because what I I'm really what's the word flabbergasted over <laughs> is is the fact that I see my body, but it's completely I can see straight through it. And what I see is that you know the this light that I'm now bathing in, that is what I'm made of. This light is the stuff that my body is also made of. You know, so it's like a, it's like a transparent container, and and on the inside of it is the same light as is on the outside, and it's really I start kind of playing a little with with this because I, you know, I move my my arms like this. And and I see that you know the light stands still, kind of, and I change what is inside the body. Hmm. So it's like, do you see what I mean?
2: I'm yeah. I get pictures in my mind, and I've also had some astral travel uh, yeah. experiences, and then I've also seen my astral body. Oh yeah. Uh, I yeah. think yeah. Uh, that was my experience of it. Yeah. So I'm, um, you know, I'm thinking about that when i hear you yeah. but it might be something different but i felt that that body was very solid oh, yeah. and i could stretch my finger and it got long oh yeah but was your body solid
3: no no mm-hmm. it, but it's i think i'll i'll get to that is that okay mm-hmm. because the, the the thing that i just kind of want want you to see is is this you know if i had a bottle of water now and you you can see the water if i th- took a bottle of water put on the cap and i take it around in the water it's the same water inside the bottle it doesn't mix with what's in the river mm-hmm. but this light is like it shifts you know it's like the water inside is the same as on the outside so when when i move my hand the water stands still kind of you know so i i change i, I, I uh, maybe the english is isn't good enough to show you this but
2: rewind us. and
3: see it uh, see it again you you'll <laughs> get it um uh, but then uh, then suddenly it's like uh, realizing that i am made of this light I I also realize that there is a lot more of this light. So what what is that? So I start looking around me. And I see, <laughs> the obvious. Oh, of course, it's everybody else also. Well, of course, is I, if I am made of this light, mm. then of course everybody else is too. Yeah, and, and that's the. Yeah, this is kind of the what changed my life forever. This uh, that comes comes now because you know this light, I it's like never ending. I can't see the end of it, and it can appear as the light, or its parts, or whatever. It feels like this magic stuff that you know it can show itself in so many ways. So uh, I see the light but I also see everybody else suddenly you know these other see-through bodies here and then it, it's so genius you know because since it is this tiny part of the light that is now entering here or seeing himself in it, the light has put the other little parts that I know best closest to me. So it kind of, I'm kind of welcomed into this light by those who I know the most. So there stands like my father and my mother, my grandfather, my grandmother, and, or four of them. In Norway, we have different words for uh, it. We call it mother mother and father father and things like this. But so it's my all my four grandparents, my my two parents, who are all deceased. But here they're alive. Uh I've never seen them look so good ever. <laughs> and and um also I saw my brother who was you know at that time sitting by the bed who was alive who was alive so, so to me it was well, well, okay is it okay so we're all here there there's a part of us that it all is always here you, or, you didn't think is?
2: that he was uh, dead
3: no 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 I didn't no. it's like kind of I knew no he's he's not dead but he's he's also here hmm. so it it just turned out to 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 me it ended up just being this question
2: yeah
3: is there a part of us that is is always here or mm. i tend to nowadays to think the other uh, other way around that this is a part of us that is here and all of us is there okay <laughs> um
2: well, that makes sense
3: yeah to me it makes a lot of sense but um yeah, but um
2: I just have to say I so liked the picture that you gave me. Now that they come forward because you knew that part of the lights the best. Yeah, that was really nice. I've never heard that before.
3: No, yeah. it's almost like the. You know, this this light is able to prepare the greatest welcome ever. You know, it's mm. like who whoever would be your favorite to meet is who you meet it's like yeah uh, it's very moving you know and then then came what 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 changed my life mm. because you know it's like the 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 worst thing i ever did the darkest thing in me in my opinion mm. you know it's like uh, and it's almost embarrassingly small actually it's it's like someone that I bullied when I was like thirteen and she was a girl like five you know and uh it, it has been um uh, been so embarrassing that I never i just hid it away because I thought if I tell that i tell anyone that I'm capable of doing things like this, they would never be with me, you know so and I think we all have that. We have something that is the worst in our opinion uh, about ourselves. There, there, there. Always some side of us that we hide from others. Shame. Yeah. And suddenly, all of this light becomes like its smaller parts, and all of them are standing like this. And what they're showing me. It's exactly that. The darkest part of me.
2: You saw it as a picture
3: or yeah, yeah. It's like it's played out. It's like they're holding this. But it's 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 a little difficult to to use words for something that is, you know, it's like imagine you look at a small screen a hundred meters away, and you just zoom in. And you see it like this. Do you, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you can even zoom in on tiny details on it. You, you know, there's there's like not distance is isn't. Mm. But it's so you see this image of all of them there, and then you see what. Yeah, you get it. Mm. And then the reason why they show me this. Is that they they want to hurry and say this is what we love the most. The most the most. Mm. I'm making the words, you know. So you could maybe also say this is what needs our love. Mm. Um so, but but what happens is that you know this. Just imagine yourself being like these little pieces, these Lego pieces on top of each other. Starting from white, you go gray, and then the the black one is at the bottom. You know, when you show that you love the black one, mm. what happens to all the rest? Like. All turn white, you know. Mm. There never was anything to be ashamed about. Mm. Oh, that's what beautiful. To you, was that you were a human being, and mm. this happens to human beings, you know, all the time. Mm. Uh, don't. There is nothing to hide. No judgment. No judgment, and that's and that's the kind of the insight or the realization mm. that I get. It's like. There are no words here. There are no definitions. You cannot look at something and say, wow, that's a cat. Because it's like, there are no words. Mm. No. It, because it's like instant experience of of that which you see. It's like, it, you cannot actually see a cat without being the cat. Huh. Do you see what I mean? It's It's like... It's like the light from both sides. Is so that the
2: oneness that we're talking about?
3: Uh, yeah, um, yeah, probably. Perhaps, yeah. It's so, it, so it's like you experience the cat being you experiencing the cat and the cat experiencing you and uh, you know, it's like and you also get the situation like from there and it, it's all available to you. You just kind of it, it's like instead of Having a position in a situation, you instantly grab the whole situation, kind of. You know, you're you're everywhere at the same time. And there's only one me. Uh but but this yeah. The but this you know who is to judge me? Me. Uh so me is judging me was always all of this. All of the judged, all of the not judged, all of the everything, you know? Which which makes sense to the feeling that I suddenly have, you know, from from being this falling in love state on the way into the light. Suddenly when I'm inside of the light, this feeling changes and it, it's like a complete harmony total balance. And when I say total balance, it's because, you know, you could have like uh, a weight, you know, a weight like this, and you have like one liter of milk there, and one liter of milk there, and it's total balance. But it's really easy to disturb that balance completely, because you just have to take away one liter of milk, and it's complete unbalance. But this, it's like everything is already there. All the parts of everything or all, all the parts of me they're welcome here on this weight, this scale, you know? So it can never lose its balance mm. because it acknowledges all parts of itself. So suddenly it's like you realize that the imbalance that I was acting out being a comedian you know was saying this is a dark one this is not needed for comedians this is something i'm embarrassed about this is so it's like you're taking something off this weight and then it complete imbalance mm. and here there is no such thing as imbalance because it embraces everything i am everything um so that's what i realized that you know this is not a place that choose not to judge this is a place where that concept doesn't even exist i yeah, i you know it's strange to be able to feel this but i feel that i am before it was was invented it's like it's like reality is before we go here and play something else or whatever we want so so it's like it it can be invented by the ego or the uh, our bodies or our minds you know but here it cannot happen it's not a true self mhm so so that's what i realized that i am a kind of a, a creature or a part of something that doesn't have the ability to judge so judging ceases to exist and that realization is what takes me further to the next phase
2: okay
3: which is to look at my life or you know the passing of my life or whatever
2: oh the life review
3: yeah mm. So, so now I can look at my life without the misunderstanding that we have here i i cannot I cannot look at it to figure out uh was I the third worst did I just lead the third worst life of all time or was I being between the five best ever um uh, it it's not possible here you cannot judge it so Suddenly, completely without fear, I can look at my life and see see it for what it is. Mm. The question is, what was this? What was the experiences that was captured uh, in in what I call my life?
2: So you understood your whole life in a way.
3: Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, mm. mm, mm, but I don't like the word understanding because to me, understanding goes here and this is like without this it's 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 like you're being everything there is no need for understanding you know so what's the reason with the life review then the the point is to see what it was okay what was my life just to acknowledge it to kind of you know it feels that this review is much more for us than for me because us and me is the same here so it's kind of on the way in it's the reason i went into the physical was to experience something that hasn't been experienced so at, at the same time right now we experience from the same situation two different experiences uh, and and that's what we're here for it's like there's a string in the back of your neck you kind of goes up to this light and so and that's what fills you that's like the life in you you know if you see just the body laying around being dead the life isn't in it anymore you know so the life in it is like it is that light in, in my view that's the light is that life, mm. and then we just we just did it in a way so that our eyes, the physical eyes that we make, cannot see the light, because then we wouldn't see anything else. If you see what I mean, it's like we would see straight through the experience.
2: Wouldn't have the real or the experience. Without the veil or with the yeah, yeah, I without
3: think of it's like a like a gel, you know, who is everything but wants to experience that everything which it is. So it's it splits up in small parts or it sends out it its rays, and whatever the rays hit, someone exp um, show up you know someone is born or whatever and then the ex the the one experiencing all of this is the the this gel but also the one who is at the end of the ray you know you and me and everybody everybody else and mm. um, and I think the thing that I took away from that the life review, was actually how much I had misunderstood life kind of mm. or understood life because everything that I had understood I had also judged. Because you cannot understand without saying I'm finished now. I've come to the end. I've come to the conclusion. Now I understand. But life never does that. Not life never ends. So if you meet another person, and then after five hours you say, "Ah, yeah, I understand her now," then you mm. create an illusion of her, and then A limited uh, yes conclusion. So then suddenly I interact with this illusion instead mm. of interacting with you as you
0: are.
2: I see that because then you have defined who I am, exactly. and I'm ever changing. So you're like, no, you're like this, and I'm yeah. like, no, I'm. Exactly. I was that
3: a second so whatever ago. Whatever you try to add, I said, no, no. I understand. I understood you <laughs> years ago. You know, it's like <laughs> so, 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 so because that's the that's the insight or the experience mm. that I get from that is that all the things that I judged isn't there because whenever i judge i'm not experiencing anymore i'm i'm creating an illusion and thinking something about that illusion instead of sticking with l- the movement of life just you know it's like um you know the the skin of the trees the bark it's it's like you put yourself on a boat tiny boat of bark, and you embark on the river, and life is the river, not the boat or you it's like so so life is something that is always living,
1: mm.
3: and when we understand, it's like you become the person on top of that little bark boat, and then you are finished, you know because. Then the trip doesn't exist anymore. So it's like life is like a journey. When you let the journey guide you, mm. but as soon as you start to guide the journey, life has nothing else to do than just stop and wait.
2: But, but are you talking about surrendering in a way?
3: It's talking about surrendering. Uh, and and uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, it, what I'm talking about is like the experiencing of judgment, what it, what it does. That, that walking around here, putting labels on things, mm. is making life dead. Mm. Um, I can give you an example. When I was like four or five years old, it's one of the first things in, that I remember. It's like sitting in my father's lap, and he was, you know, in a. He had this book with animals drawings in them, mm-hmm. and he taught me that that's a giraffe because it has like a long neck and four long legs. Okay, and I and I learned that a giraffe has a long neck, four long legs and it took like 38 years before i thought gave any more thought to that because whenever i saw a giraffe or a picture of it yeah it's a giraffe i know what it is but then suddenly i was at this zoo in denmark where they have this thing that you you can climb up so you get level with the head of the giraffes mm. and i was suddenly looking into the eyes of a giraffe like this big mm. like with these and i saw a whole universe in there you know mm. i was c- completely like drowned in there and then suddenly i realized that you know if a giraffe had come to me and said oh yeah you're a human being because you have one head two hands two arms and two legs I would, of course think that you know if that is all you know about it, being a human being, you know nothing mm. because being a human being is what goes on inside, so I realized that I had just stopped um the giraffe at because that's what I do when I try to understand my dad says this is a giraffe, and then oh yeah, 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 now I get it. And then I stop. Just try and think right now. The last time you sat eating breakfast, thinking, well, what is it that I really know? And um, oh yeah, I know that. And then decide to think some more about it. We don't do that. We think that what we know is what we know and it's behind us, you know. So just think about all the animals that I was finished with when I was like 5 6 years old. So so it isn't so strange that we walk around being you know out of against you know it's not against our better knowledge but it's as a 5 year old dealing with a cat you know, so of course you pull its tail and it, it, you do things to the cat that isn't good to it. Mm. So it's like we're, since we know trees and know nature and know everything around us, it is to us dead. Mm. So we don't interact with it. We treat it at, as it is, like things that belong to us that we can do something with um so 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 yeah, so that's the kind of the teaching from this is that you know don't turn life into all the things and life is living it is it is giving all the time you know it is the giver of experience kind of you know mm. and Th- that is also the light, you know. Nature and and me is one.
2: Um, and let's go back to your near-death experience. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so you had this life review. I was just wondering, did
3: you get a choice to go back at some point? Uh, yes, yes I did. Because when, when I was finished viewing my life, the experiences of my life, it, it kind of didn't take any time at all, it, you know, because I had mostly been judging my life instead of uh, experiencing it. Then I came to this final stage place, which is totally different from all all the others, because it's like suddenly I'm back into a very physical place again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like when I go in there, I go through a door, which isn't a door. And it says death. I I know I'm entering into death because I just know that. And then when I come in, I turn around and I see the inside of the door, which is now a door because now it's suddenly it's a physical place again. And on the inside of that door, it says birth. And there's another door on the other side, and it also says birth. And it's the only two doors out of here. And this room, it's like it's not a square room. It feels like it's an uh, um, almost like an inside of an egg or something because it's like there's no sharp corners or squares here. You know, it's uh, and it's not round either because it's like a longer distance that way than it is this way. So it's like oval kind of. So which makes me just think that. I, I, it looks like an egg and uh, I, it's very simple what happens there I just get this question do you want to go further which I know then is that door or do you want to go back which is back the door that I came in
2: is there a being saying this or do you no. just hear it?
3: I just hear it there's just me and the egg and um, and it's also not sound it's like a question from my heart kind of I, I I'm just a completely different being being there and it's the most difficult thing I ever did because it, it the door that I didn't walk through is like it has the same magnetism as as the light. It's like it feels like home, where I'm heading, where I'm, where I belong, where I, you know, where everything exists, kind of. But it's just the, yeah, I the, I uh, exactly like right now. I have to go back. Since you're asking me this right now, I have to go back. But I, I, I—it's like I really don't want to. Because it's like what I've seen on the way into this egg, is like myself, 30, 38 years earlier. Because I was thirty-eight at this point, and I see. I see that. I've been part of this, planning this from the very beginning, kind of.
2: That you were going to die?
3: Yeah. Oh, so so it was
2: part of your plan?
3: Yeah. But, uh, of course I didn't know that, but um, suddenly I saw that. And because it was about going into a world and learning how to describe with images, something that people can relate to. And being a comedian is a very good way of practicing that, because mm. if people don't laugh, they haven't seen what is funny. If they laugh, they see it. So it's like giving giving people images by words or by a body language mm. and you get an instant um, um you know realization whether they got it or not so and then you know it's like it's almost like going through hell because that's oh, what hell that's what back what, oh, hell and then and then i was supposed to then learn this and then get another content and then use that tool to bring it no and that's what i've been doing since i'm i'm trying to um,
2: so just recap a little bit you uh, uh went th- uh, through this egg or or you saw these two uh alternatives and you felt i have to go back because this is part of the deal the plan and then you went through a hell like experience again
3: no. no no oh okay it was like the the first part of my life you know the comedian oh. life which was like hell because oh, you okay. know Everything was about that one hour on stage every night. Yeah. And then the rest of the day would be hell because I was like yeah. drinking or whatever to just make sure that I didn't feel the wrong thing that wouldn't bring me on stage tonight, which I have to. Mm. So it was like being a zombie for 23 hours a day mm. and living only for that one hour. Um and then that's when you have to perform you know so it's that's what i mean when going through hell picking up another content and then bringing that so
2: well thank you so much for sharing your story <laughs> <laughs> and I know we could speak for hours, oh, yeah. but we have to move on. <laughs> um, but uh, I just want to say that you're now doing talks mm. and talking about this and you're still using, you know, the comic side of you. And I think that's such a great integration of all these part of you. And I just, you know, had a wonderful coffee with your girlfriend and she was saying that you're so free and, uh, and that is all... It's really important to, you know, embrace the whole self. We talked about that too. Mm. So, uh... yeah,
3: yeah. We actually talked uh, much longer before we started taping it, didn't we?
2: Yes, and we were like, oh my goodness, we have to start the interview. But thank you so much. Uh, We might talk again, I feel like.
3: Uh, I'd love to. Hold
1: up.
0: you want to become more who you are and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom from North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom from North. Until the next episode, much light, From here